I think occasionally there's a practical message that I've got for you this morning. Um, don't expect anything super theological. Um, but I think occasionally it's good and right to speak into church when you know where church seems to be at a particular time. And if you're at prayer meetings um, regularly or you hear church, uh, church chat or you see the messages that come through on our, on our church uh, WhatsApp group, then it's quite easy at this time to know that there's people in our church, if not the majority of people in our church, who are needing a touch from Jesus. They need the Spirit to be with them. And so that's what I've based my message on, and I'm with you. If I'm being truthful, I'll probably share a little bit more as we go. I'm probably about 70, 50%, 75% on track this morning. Um, if you go back to the beginning of 24, I was probably only 50% on track. And by um, going over things that I'm going to share with you this morning, that's probably what's got me onto 75%. But I'm not at 100% in my walk at the moment, and I'll come to that. How many of us feel this morning that we're on the victory side? We're on the victory side. In these days, you know, if you look at world circumstances and trouble and strife that's going on around the world, wow, how can the Christian look and see that we're winning? Church circumstances, you know, you can always look at church and find something wrong. No problems at all with finding something wrong in church. Our personal circumstances, why I was just, uh, why I'm not on 100% is because I went for my uh, health check as you do when you're over the age of 60. Uh, back in the um, back in um, December, and then I got the unwelcome news that things weren't quite right, and so I've had a few months of in and out hospitals and scans, and obviously the anxious part that goes on because you're waiting for results, and I've been told that I've got some quite quite significant kidney stones, and I feel absolutely fine, um, but I'm into hospital. A week on Tuesday to have those removed. And to get onto that victory side, praying, I don't even hospital. I know God's a healer. But why have I got kidney stones? Why have my scan shown? I pray, Lord, you know, you can take these things away, you can dissolve them, you can remove them. Becky must have had the same. But I haven't had the answer to prayer that I want. And then, of course, we're human. All the other, and I think I'm a bit of a positive person, but then all the other things, well, what if this is wrong and what if that's wrong and what goes here and what goes there? Because we're human and our faith can just be lower than, I'm being truthful with you this morning, our faith can be lower than a snake's belly because of all the things that we've been singing about this morning, when that personal circumstance hits and the rubber hits the road, that's forgotten about and we're on our own. And I know there's a lot of people in church this morning, different circumstances, not receiving the answers to prayer that they expect. And it can knock you off course. Times in our lives when we have a greater awareness of God's absence than we've got of God's presence. Is it you?
this morning? Are you crying out the same as Job did in Job 23, verse 3? If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go into his dwelling. You can cry out the same words as the psalmist in Psalm 42, verses 2 and 3. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? The great prophet Isaiah said, truly, you are a God who has been hiding himself, the God of Israel. Even Jesus, hanging on the cross, said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Feeling God's absence in times of need can be soul-destroying. When this happens to people who have been so faithful in the Bible, Job, David, Isaiah, and even his own son, Jesus, you know, we're not unique. We're not unique by feeling God's absence. We can ask, where is my God when I need him most? How difficult can it be to remain faithful when we think that God's left us on our own. How difficult can it be? The question this morning is, of course, has God left us? In your circumstance, wherever it is, has God left us? You know, I've just come across this as I was thinking and the things build in your mind. And there's some... There's some there's some churches, some people, shall I say, some people you hear of that give such a great misconception about our faith, almost like you've got sort of a, a special credit card, if you like, and whenever trouble comes and whenever adversity hits and whether you're not feeling good or they just get the card out and you flash the card and the receiver receives and everything's going to be fantastic overnight. I'm not belittling what God can do. I'm just thinking of where we can be. Pain, uncertainty, hurt, trouble, stress. All I've got to do, flash the card and everything's going to be fine. Can I just say, church, that's such a load of drivel. And there's nowhere in scripture that that's taught. We're human people walking the same way as Jesus walked. Have you ever thought of it this way? Is God giving me the freedom to have part in determining the outcome? Or is God allowing us this experience, what feels like his absence, to help us grow in our responsibilities? Please be assured, church, this morning, whatever you're going through, God promise, God's promise is he never leaves us. He never, ever Leaves us. Romans 8, 31, 32. What then shall I say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he, also, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God's always working in the lives of people who follow him. He's always working. Maybe it doesn't feel like it at certain times of the journey. But according to scripture, God is always working for those who follow 
him. Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, we can never lose the war if we're on God's side. But you can never win if you're not. You can never win if you're not. No matter what our present looks like, remember as God's people, we're a triumphant people. I don't know this song, but I come across this, which was an heading under an older generation sang. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood, some through great trials, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. Never leaves you. He's with you whatever circumstance you go through. God is working in our ordinary, I believe, to bring us into the extraordinary. Let's look forward. Whatever that extraordinary is going to be, let's look forward to it. And let's think of our circumstances. You might be in that, right in that valley this morning. But look forward to the day when we can see the extraordinary. God might be quite in your life, but his promises still hold strong. God, reflect on the Israelites in captivity. What did they do? They questioned, where is God? But Pharaoh and all his armies couldn't hold God's people when God allowed freedom. God was with the Israelites even when they came up against the Red Sea. When I was reading this, and I had to read it twice, but I, when the Israelites come to the, up to the um, up to the uh, the sea and the sea parted, and then some people argue apparently that yeah, but a wind blew, which it can do, and the sea got parted. But then the answer to that was never ever does a wind blow in, the, in two directions in the same place. And we've had to blow in two directions to part the waters. So that argument of the wind is out the, out the water. God provided safe passage for his people. But I didn't realise there could have been up to two million people. Two million people to go through the Red Sea. When I read that story that you, that you do, I think we have a few hundred, two million. When God said it could happen, it happened. In the wilderness, the midst of famine, had God left them? No. I mentioned this manna from heaven was dropped to look after them. Would the Israelites die of thirst? No. God provided water that gushed from the rock. Even when they thought that God had left them, God was working to uphold them with his righteous right hand. But if we look around us in whatever circumstance we're in, if we look a little deeper, you might be surprised at what God is doing. Look a little deeper. He's holding you with his powerful, righteous right hand. Remember, if God is for us, who can be against us 
God's promise that neither life nor death nor principalities nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God. Let me remind you what God said to David in 2 Samuel 7 verse 9, I have been with you wherever you have gone. Again, God will never leave us or forsake us. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. One of the most popular Psalms, Psalm 23 and verse 4, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When you think that God's moved away from you, times are difficult. The last thing that you want to hear is, God doesn't move. It's you. When you're already feeling hurt and low and, and then some holy Joe comes along and says, it's not God who's moved. Perfectly right, let me say. But that's the last thing you want to hear when you're feeling really low, isn't it? But let me tell you this morning, church, that if it is you that's moved slightly, you're only a prayer away from reconciliation. The parable of the prodigal son, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. So they began to celebrate. God's looking for you. If you've moved, God has got outstretched arms to welcome you back. He's our Heavenly Father. He's looking for you. He's concerned for you. And he's waiting to provide for you. Feel afar off. God is only a prayer away. So, where is God? Closer than you think. Closer than a brother. I want to show you something. The worst thing to me that you can do to anybody is use harsh words. Because harsh words are remembered. Now, I had the best dad possible. You can all argue with that because you've got the best dads. And I know a few of your dads. And I, yeah. But my dad was absolutely an amazing man to me. But I was known to be a little bit naughty when I was young. Occasionally, my dad would whack me. Do I remember any of those whacks? Not really. I don't. But I, <laughs> when I misbehaved and I can see my dad standing there shouting at me now, he would say, Mark, you haven't got the brains you were born with. 
Now, I, and the wax, I, I can't really remember. I can't remember. So, but those words, I can remember coming out of his mouth as though he just said them to me. Mark, you haven't got the brains you were born with. <laughs> so I want to show you something this morning. And I'm hoping that what I show you now, with a thanks to Tim for doing it for me, I want to show you something. When you feel far away, when you feel you're on your own, when you feel that God has left you, when you think you ain't got the brains you were born with. If anybody's told you that you're not worthy, I'm telling you, I'm the authority of 66 books of the Bible that you are worthy. The worst thing is somebody, you remember, they don't do it now, do they? Do you know this? You loser. Nobody in this church is a loser. We work down the road and we work in whatever we do and it used to be in pre-COVID that we were Sunday school and we was this on the week and we was doing that. And we... This is a new season, I believe, in Bethel Blackheath. Let's see the extraordinary that's going to happen for us if we stay faithful. Maybe down the road, a few, a few years in, what's the point? You know what, we see a few people come to church, what's the point? We've got loads of people who are serving down the road and it's such a bind, I've got to do this again this day and I'm volunteering, I've got to do this. And I understand that that's all natural, but it's all worthwhile. There's no such thing as a loser. Has anybody in the church, I don't need to answer me this, but anybody who's been constantly called unworthy, not good enough, loser. If you've been called it more than once, I can call you a double loser. Let's put the first. So let's get two L's, loser, loser. But about, if I get the one L now and flip it and turn it round. Mark, where are you going? Now let's put the two L's together. And what have we got? The cross. That tells you this morning, nobody who knows the Lord Jesus Christ is a loser. Because when we look at the cross, you know you've got complete victory. If you weren't for the cross, there's no point in us sitting here this morning. When you think that Jesus has left you, the Holy Spirit is far away and God's forgot about you, look at the cross. And remember, you've got complete victory in him. It's an empty cross. I'm sorry, but I don't believe in a crucifix because Jesus come off the cross to give us victory. Not just victory a death, but victory in life. Whatever your circumstances are, life's give you a side swipe and took you to a position where you don't want to be. Look at the cross. Because there's no such thing as a loser in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for more of a revelation. If you've moved slightly, pray it away. Come back to Jesus, your first love. Come in simplicity. And know this morning that God's got your back.
in whatever circumstances you face. Let's remember who we serve.